0: Welcome to the Top of the Morning Show with the girl Titi from the D. I am super excited on this Tuesday morning that you took time out to rise and shine with us. I'm aware that you could have tapped in and tuned into any other podcast, but you chose the Top of the Morning Show. So I hope that you rise and shine each and every day with us, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. This week, ladies and gentlemen, as I said yesterday, we are going to talk about relationships. Mm, We talked about some green flags with creating healthy boundaries yesterday, but today we're going to talk about, well, we're not really going to talk about it. We're going to, I'm going to give you a bonus. So we're going to give you six questions to ask before you get married. You might say, I'm not even trying to get married. Okay, well, this is not for you. But for those of you that are engaged or even those of you that's newly married, heck, even those of you that are currently married. Think about these questions. Have you asked them? Have you been asked, right? Have you even discussed these upcoming things? And if you haven't, it wouldn't hurt you no matter where you are in the stages of life. I just recently, with my husband, Swifty, just celebrated 11 years this past weekend. We had an amazing time, ladies and gentlemen. So amazing that we've decided we're going to go ahead and put out our second married couples poor connecting outing now a few years ago we did a meet and greet it was really really dope and it wasn't tied to our church or anything like that you didn't have to belong to our church or any church for that matter you just needed to be married and i don't care if you were married a week a year five years 20 years everyone was welcome if you said i do we said we do too okay so Stay tuned for that There'll be more information as this year goes through As we start to build it Because we just talked about it That means we poured the cement To make the foundation to build upon So just keep your eyes, your ears Open and to the ground Now let's jump into this Because I know it's a beautiful Tuesday morning And you got things to do and places to go Jobs to get to, schools to get to Kids to get ready or spouses to get ready Because you know we still be doing that in this time Here are six questions to ask before you get married. Number one, what are your long-term financial goals? Hmm, It's a conversation we need to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. And I know many of us say, hey, she has her account, I have my account, and we have our account. There are also those that say, no, we have one account. But we all know that it seems more facts than fiction that everybody tends to have that account. I ain't going to say that just in case it don't go right account, but you know, you, you got, okay, for instance, your direct deposit. Okay. Most people do direct deposit. So your direct deposit goes into your account. Now I think it makes sense for you to move ahead and say, okay, we got a joint account or we, 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 we have the ability to put money into each other's account, whatever that looks like. These are questions and these are things you need to Really, really, really get done, right? So, you know, you may say, Okay, well you got a student loan or you got credit card debts. Okay, let's talk about that. What what are we what are we looking to do? Are we looking to buy a house in the future? Do y'all already own a house? Do you have a mortgage? Things of that nature. So these are just questions you want to deep and they get deep, y'all, because there's so many marriages that actually Break down because of lack of communication. And one of the number one problems is money, financial issues. It can really be a deal breaker. And we have to learn to talk about it and discuss it. Like, hey, if we want to buy a house, what when do we see this happening? What can we comfortably say? Let's put this away every month to hit our common goal. Work on that. So you don't necessarily have to have the same account or shared accounts. You can have your own account, as we often do, and just come to an adult agreement that hey, we have a common goal. Whether that's we're trying to buy a house, we're trying to buy a car, a family car, one of us need another car, you know what I'm saying? Um, we're trying to go on a vacation, whatever that looks like. We have a common goal. What do we want to put in? What can you put in comfortably that's not gonna make you be like, oh my god. And it don't have to be 50-50. Okay, you put in $50, I put in $50, so we're putting up $100. If you say, yo, we're putting up $100 a month, I'm hypothetically speaking. So one of you might say, okay, I got $30. I could put up $30. Okay, the other one might say, I got the $70. Cool. Together, remember, you're one. So together, you have 100 I don't care how you put it in there. As long as we put that in there together, then we are good to go. You get it? Number two. Do you see yourself with kids in the future? Let me tell you about this one right here. I know a few couples that was a deal breaker. I know a couple that's no longer a couple that got married under the pretenses that they were going to have a house full of children while one wanted that. The other one didn't, but because they loved each other. The one that didn't just went along with the ride until it was time to say, yo, let's really seriously talk about this. And then it was like a, yeah, I don't really want kids or a child. And it's like, what? But but you knew this is what I wanted. Or we said, and yeah. So this is a serious conversation you need to have up front. If you recently married and you say, damn, we've never talked about that. No time better than the present. Talk to your partner, whether or not you want children or if you don't know if they want children, you need to have that conversation to see how your partner feels, to share how you feel. Cause it could be a difficult conversation, you know, and then what about if you can't conceive a child? Okay. What's what if what if somebody just is not able to do the part that they need to do, medical reasons or health challenges or whatever? Do you still want to say, hey, if it's the man that can't, ladies, fellas, are you willing to say, hey, we'll go and get a a sperm donor? We'll use my wife's egg. Or if it's the other way around, the wife can't carry, had to have a hysterectomy or whatever. We have issues, right, growing up or medical issues, like I said, and the husband has viable sperm. Okay, ladies, are you going to get a surrogate? Are you interested in... Having the egg placed in you, you just don't, you know, you, you, you can't create the child. So these are conversations that are truly, truly, truly needed because there are a lot of people that have trouble conceiving children and they need to maybe freeze eggs save for the IVF or even consider adoption. Are you open to an adoption? Would you be open to adopting children outside of your culture? There's a lot of conversation. And there's so many children that could use a loving family and a good home. Number three, in what way do you need to receive love? In what way do you feel comfortable showing love? Mm -hmm. Now we all agree that relationships take work. Yes, 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 and yes. And you're committing to a lifetime of togetherness, unity, oneness. Right. And you need to be able to be successful in all aspects of your marriage. Communication is one of the biggest reasons, along with money problems, that people have extramarital affairs, step outside the marriage. You know, the wandering eye. Oh, we don't talk. She doesn't like to talk. He doesn't like to talk. I, I like to talk, and it's like, well, you knew I ain't like to talk when we met. Like, I'm not a talker. I'm not a communicator. If that is you, and your partner is, I need you to revisit and remember that you didn't marry yourself. You married someone else. You married a person that may like to do that, and you knew that when you met them. It wasn't going to stop just because you got married. A lot of times, I think some people feel like. You know, we're experiencing this right now, but if we just stick in there, we'll get through it. She'll get over it. He'll get over it. We'll get over it. No, you won't. No, you won't because somebody going to be having a side conversation with a friend or with a foe because some folks prey on your downfall. Let's just keep it real. And they're going to encourage you to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things. And your spouse, significant other, has no idea, will have no clue about it. And you'll be sitting there looking like, well, I mean, you know, but lack of communication will help you get there in a speedboat. So we have to be open on how do you show love, what you need, compassion, right? Knowing your love languages, and I'm glad we're talking about that. We're tiptoeing around it, but we're going to talk about it we're going to really break down that book. I promise you. Yeah. We're going to promise you, promise you, promise you. I promise you, we promise you. And I say we, cause my husband is going to take on that battle with me. And we're going to talk about the five love languages and then the two bonuses, right? Words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, physical touch, acts of service, shared experiences, emotional security, right? It's time to really take a deep dive into your relationship if you don't know the best way you receive love or you know how to give love if you don't know there's nothing wrong with exploring and sharing knowing how you feel deep down inside will help you grow or it's going to help you disconnect the choice is yours and if you're married and I think you want to stay married because why waste time getting married if you didn't want to be married That's a whole nother podcast, but for those of you that really are married and you love your spouse, your significant other, your the the person that just makes you giggle, still melt when you think of them, then you really want to say, let's invest in each other, but let me also do some, some soul searching for me to discover what makes me happy. Like, how do I want to be loved? How can I show love? Some people weren't raised with seeing public affection and things of that nature. So that's one of their cop-outs. Well, I didn't see that growing up. That's fine. But you've watched the movies. You've been around other people. You've seen people that you say, oh, they're so cute. Right? So you've seen it. You might not know how to implement it, but you've seen it. So let's talk about it. And let's dive deep into it. Number four, what do you think is the best way to handle disagreement? This rhetorical, I really wish you could answer me, but this is a good question. It's similar to love languages and how to receive love, blah, 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 right? But what do you think is the best way? Do you ask your partner what they need or do you tell them what they need? Do you sit down and have an open conversation where you allow him or her to express themselves? Also giving you the opportunity to express yourself too, but making sure that you're not just going to let them express themselves just so they can be speaking and feel like they're heard when you really not receiving or hearing what they're saying, like what they're saying is falling on deaf ears. Then that's not being fair to them. It's not being fair to you. It's not being fair to the relationship and you're going nowhere fast. It's not about one person. It's not about your feelings over her feelings or your feelings over his feelings. It's about you feelings for each other. How do you make sure that you respect it? We're going to not always touch and agree on everything. My husband has a, a saying. We have to agree that we disagree and keep it moving. Because we're not going to always agree on everything. Okay. And, and then it ain't about, ladies, let me remind you, it ain't always about, well, I was right. He was wrong. Fellas, she thinks she right all the time. She don't. It's not. It's compromising. The, if you don't know how to do that, I don't know how you got this far. Whether you've been married a week, a month, a year, five years, twenty years, thirty years, I hear people talk about all kind of stuff, and it amazes me. It really does. And I'm like, okay. But if a lot of times we just say if. You could have just communicated with me that this is what you were looking for or this is what you were needing. You'd be surprised, but it takes two. It's a two-way street. Number five, what is your expectation? Right? When it comes to spending family time, family vacations. And when I say family time, I'm talking about family time with your relatives, the people that don't live in your house. Okay, so this wouldn't include a child or children. It would include... Okay, listen. Okay, we're going to go by and visit mama um, once a month, once a week, once... I don't know. You feel me? If they're out of town, how often are we going to go? If you got family members, both. Let's just say both of your families live in different states out of town. And y'all live where y'all live, right? So now... You're talking about holidays, okay? Now, I know some families who do some pretty amazing things when it comes to this. I know some families that will say, okay, so, you know, both of our families are big on Christmas and that, that time of the year. So, what we do is we'll say, okay, we'll, uh, we'll do an early Christmas, right? Or we'll do uh, Christmas Eve. We'll go in and, and then um, we'll do Christmas Day. It just kind of depends how far people are apart or it'll say, okay, if we do this Christmas with you guys next Christmas, we're going to go with my family and it's just, you know, give and take sharing, right? And it's the in-law conversations that we have to have sooner than later because both families are looking like, oh, my son is married, and oh my God, we got grandkids, or I love my my daughter-in-law want to see her, and oh, my daughter is married, and my son-in-law, and they got kids, and so it's a conversation you must have, whether you live close or you don't, because when we start to blend families, merge our families, it comes with scheduling conflicts, you know, and if you're not careful, People get offended. Like, we always at your people's house. Well, your people this way. And, oh, so you don't like my people? It's like, no, I didn't say that. I was saying, like, oh, my God, right? And then before you know it, y'all are fighting, right? Or, well, you go on and take the kids and go to your family's house. I ain't going. It's like, what? So now we got a bigger issue, right? We got a bigger issue. But it can be resolved if we ask questions like, how often do you want to see your family? What holidays are the biggest ones for your family? So you might say, you know what? We don't really celebrate holidays like that. That's a that's that's ooh, that's perfect for the person that says, my family do. Okay, well, let's give your family some, especially when you start bringing children into the fold, right? So if you say, well, we're big on all holidays, and then you say, well, we are too. So now let's just say, do you want to do Thanksgiving and Christmas and switch it? This year we'll do Thanksgiving with your family. Next year we'll do it with mine. This year do it Christmas with mine. Next year do it with yours. Unless you could do as I said, we're gonna we're close. So if everybody live in the same city, same state, okay, we're gonna do Christmas Eve with your parents, Christmas Day with mine, right? Or vice versa. New Year's Eve, have everybody over. You know what I'm saying? But don't forget. There's nothing like having Christmas in your own home. So while we wanna take the kids and visit and do all that, what about creating traditions in your home? Don't neglect that. That's something that we had to do growing up as a children. My mother, me and my sister right under me had the same father and then my, our younger siblings, they shared the same father. So it was just like my mother, got I know she was tired, Okay, we got to go visit y'all dad, and we did. We got to go by and visit y'all dad people. We toting around all day, and by the time we get home, we tired. It got to the point as we got older, we didn't care if we went to nobody's house. We prefer to be home. One thing about my mother, she always did that I loved, she said, I'm going to always cook for home. So we can go visit people, and we had to get to a point where we start. okay, listen, we going to go over there at 12, and we leaving by 2, so we can get over to the next about 3. We're going to stay till about 5. We get home by 7. Everybody eat, do whatever they're going to do, and enjoy your day at home, your evening. So, you know, if you're having fun, you know how I get. Can I stay? Or can I stay a little longer? Or whatever. But, yeah, we have to factor those things out. And I know it sounds like, oh, my God, TT, but some people struggle with that. We all want to see our families. Life is short and we've been through a whole lot. People are dying every single day. People are ill every single day. There's so much going on. We don't know about tomorrow. So we need to learn to build our traditions as well as keep traditions by dividing up holidays between our family houses. Right? Spending time, creating time. And it's all about compromising. And I think these are strong questions that you could put on the table as you are even preparing to get married, as you are preparing to just live out your married life if you're already married, okay? Number six, and the final one, do you have any personal history that I should be aware of? Like, do you have any kids or a child that I don't know about, that I need to know about? Do you have any ex crazy girlfriends, ex-crazy boyfriends, ex-crazy exes. What I need to know about, right? And I know it can be difficult because you're like, that's my past. I ain't got nothing. Okay, but I don't need to be sitting up somewhere and then Ricky walking up and acting like, oh, okay. And then your dude, your husband like, yo, what? My man, okay, he don't even know you got married. So now he acting all disrespectful or Eleanor walks up And she acting disrespectful You ready to chin check her But then your husband gotta be like Yeah that's my ex Like what you ain't tell me she was crazy and, and yeah I mean it's a downer But we want to talk about these How about mental health Physical health Do we have health challenges in our bloodlines Like do you have people that got heart problems Diabetes Cancer Lupus All, You understand you gotta have these conversations Right Because this is your life, mate. This is who you choose to even reproduce with if you're choosing to have children with. And I'm not trying to scare you or make you nervous or embarrass you. This is healthy conversation that you need to be talking about, right? Because what you don't want to do is go down the road later in life. Why you didn't tell me that this and that ran in your family? Or why you didn't tell me you struggled with this? Or why you didn't tell me you didn't want to do that? Because you didn't communicate. And we're so in love with the fact of getting married and loving and doing things that we forget some of the most important things that's gonna need to either allow us to stay connected or it's gonna drive us apart. So that's all I got for you this morning on this beautiful Tuesday. I hope that you will tap in for tapping in Tuesday tonight. My special guest is gonna be my husband, Swifty McVeigh. So y'all know I'm Miss Andre and we are going to talk about some things, we're gonna introduce a book or two. And we're going to really dive deep in there. We're only going to be there for about an hour because we got things to do just like you do. But this is something serious and we love love and we want to share it with you. So until later on tonight, I'll see you soon. And if you don't join us for Tap In Tuesday, no worries. Check us out tomorrow in the morning for the Top of the Morning Show. I'll see you soon.